Genesis chapter 1 and the verse 1. And you can see from the theme that we are looking at start as an acronym. So Genesis chapter 1, the verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What you don't begin, you can create. Many people want to be creators, but they don't want to be beginners. Because the most difficult thing to do is to start the thing. How to get things started are very, very difficult. But you see, successful people don't do the easy things. They do the most difficult things that people don't want to do. What will separate you from the next brother or sister sitting beside you today is you choosing to do the difficult things they are running away from. What separated David from his brothers was the fact that he chose to fight Goliath when all of them were running away from Goliath because it was the most difficult battle ever that Israel had faced. And everybody was running away from that difficult thing. The Lord told me this from the beginning that do the difficult things people are refusing to do and that will guarantee success for you. I don't go to do the easiest things in life. I try to do the difficult things in life that people do not want to do. That separates me and sets me apart from the lot this sermon is aimed at helping you deal with the spirit of procrastination that i will do it tomorrow attitude whatever you want to become whatever you want to do this sermon offers you the keys to start now and do it now Believe, begin, become. Whatever you believe, if you don't begin it, you cannot become it. Are you here? And today I want to challenge you to leave this service with one thing at the back of your mind. I am going to begin what I want to create. It is time for that thing to get out of my mind into my hands and put it into practice. It is time for me to go out there and confront my fears and deal with anything that is intimidating me. And let me get these things started. So start is not a word in today's sermon it's an acronym it stands for seizing talent action robustness and trust seizing now because i'm going to preach a five hour sermon in less than one hour 
I'll be running. So if we miss anything, go back to Facebook and watch it. Can I preach? So S is season. Season. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32. From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do until you understand the times you are in, you will not know what to do. Your actions today must reflect your understanding of the times. So there are three seasons that define the time you are in. At least for the purpose of this sermon, the kickstart season, the restart season, and the jumpstart season. There are some of us here, we are in our kickstart season. We are in our kickstart season. To kickstart something is to make something start to happen. There are two groups of people here. People that want things to happen to them and people that happen to things. People that want things to happen to them never get anything done in their lives. Because success is not things happening to you. Success is you happening to things. Your happiness in life is determined by what you are able to make happen. You need your signature on something. You need your name on something. Mercedes-Benz, the names of people put together. Two people who are the founders of Mercedes-Benz. Their names are on it. There is something that must carry your name. That must carry your signature. Something that must be your creation. You should create something. That has your name and your signature. Am I alright? Oh, okay. Thank you. But you see, in your kickstart season, there are five things you should never wait for. And these are the things that we, we that does not allow us to kickstart anything. In your kickstart seasons, five things you should never wait for. Number one, don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. Especially for you, the young people, you assume you have enough time. You assume you have enough time. I will start it tomorrow. I will start it tomorrow. I will start it tomorrow. Don't wait for tomorrow because to, the only time you have is today. And don't mess it up. Tomorrow never shows up. Yesterday, today was tomorrow. But it didn't come to you as tomorrow. It came to you as today. The only time you have is today. And whatever you want to make happen, must happen today, not tomorrow. Let me give you an example of how your failure is written in your daily actions, but you don't see if we realize that 
you are catching up with everything. Even church. Some friends have to come and wait for you to finish before you come to church. Let me tell you all the ladies here, if your husband has to wait for you for an hour to get ready to come to church, you are already late in life. You see, the thing that happens to you every day is a key, it's a signal to how you are wasting time. You go to office late and you have an excuse, is there traffic? You go to every appointment late, you take even your bath late, you are late in everything. You come to church late. You sleep late. Wake up late. You are not dead, but you are late. Is there people that they call late Kwamana Sante? <laughs> but you, so you, you, you understand what I'm talking about? So when you are late in everything you do in life, you are a dead person. Now, don't wait for destiny helpers. Help yourself. I worked in the church. My senior colleague had more opportunities than me. But when I decided to educate myself and to go back to school, he said he had no helper. And I looked at myself and I thought, I was, I rather had nobody to help. He had people by his position who could easily offer a help. But he was waiting for them to come. I decided to help myself. I took myself through university as a mature student. I got born again at a time where everybody was becoming a pastor. So I went to Bible school immediately after O-levels. At some point in my life, I felt I was too brilliant in school to finish school at O-levels. Let me go back to university. When I was going to university, I was already married. I already had a child. Before I went to university. And I was sacked several times from examination hall. For the person who sacked me from examination hall is now my friend. He's still a president of a university. And I'm also a president of a university. And we all meet at our mentoring universities and we sit down together on the same table. Because I decided to help myself. If I was waiting for someone to help me, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. Break away from the dependency syndrome and kickstart something. Break away from the dependency syndrome and kickstart something. I've seen people in this church who go angry because they were not helped. As if we owe you help. We don't. We don't, the church doesn't owe you help. You owe yourself help. If we help, it's a bonus to you. Don't be bitter about anybody. When I got scholarship to study in Germany, my big brother had been in Germany for over 10 years. Never called him, buy me a ticket. I struggled here to raise my own ticket. Go there and call him and say, brother, I am here. See, you are where? I'm in Germany. When? How? How did you get here? And you are so you are sitting here so offended that your cousin be in America did not send you some ten dollars you requested for. You are so bitter that your 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 father died without any property for you. That's why you are suffering. That sense of entitlement will destroy your life. Kickstart something. 
Don't wait for destiny helpers. They may meet you. I have been helped by destiny helpers. But it was when I started helping myself that my destiny helpers started showing up. I don't want to carry you and put you on the tree. I want you to start climbing the tree so that I can push you. Number two, don't wait three. Don't wait for your dream to come true. Make your dream come true. Wake up from your sleep and get your dream to come true. I believe, see, we all have our own Cinderella stories in our minds. The dreams of people we want to marry, the kind of man you want to marry, the kind of woman you want to marry. The kind, I believe that when mommy met me, I was not the dream she was hoping for. But she woke up from her sleep to work on me to become the dream. Are you here? To work on me to become the dream. I used to be in this church. Beautiful sister. The most beautiful sister then in the church. But the people she grew up with, she didn't like any of them. She used to say that in this church, I don't see any man who can marry me from this church. She used to say that. And she sat down, watched her age mates, complete universities, got jobs, started working, and started marrying the younger ladies. When I went to that church, she was older than me. But she came to tell me that God wants you to marry me, but you are afraid to tell me. Now she was so desperate, she was putting words in God's mouth. Because she was waiting for her dream husband to come. And he never showed up. Because all the boys around him had the potential to become that dream husband. But she didn't wake up from her sleep to work on her dreams. Dreamer, this morning I'm calling you this dreamer. Wake up from your sleep. Or else that beautiful dream will become a nightmare. Don't wait for that dream job. Any job that comes your way, no. I, I want to work in a bank. I want to be an air hostess. I want to, I want to work with an aircraft and a plane a company, an airline company. I, I, I want to work here. And I want to, so I am, I am waiting. It will come by faith. The Lord told me. A prophet told me. This told me. This told me. I had a conversation with one of the most standing young ladies in my office. She didn't start out in life to work for a university. That was not her dream. So we had a conversation. And I told her, do you know how you can succeed? It is, it is to enjoy it whilst it lasts. It is not to be here and be disappointed that you didn't want to work in a university. You wanted to probably do something elsewhere. But you ended up here. Enjoy it whilst it lasts. Make the most of it. Do everything you can. Put your everything in it. And build your CV. Build your skills. Sharpen your character. Sharpen your skills. And when that dream job lands, when that dream job lands, you'll be prepared for it. 
But if that dream job doesn't come, turn this place into your dream job and you can make it happen. Don't wait for people. Don't wait for people. Never get up from church. You are coming to church and somebody says, come pass through my house and pick me. And you go there, please wait for me. I'll just take my bath and I will go. Don't wait for people who are late in life. Don't say, all my friends are not yet in the university, so I'm not worried. I will get there. Stop walking with tortoises and start running with horses. It is better to be last running with a horse than to be first running with a tortoise. Then don't wait for opportunities. Don't. Don't wait for opportunities. Don't wait for someone to open a door for you. Look for the key yourself and open it. Create your own opportunities. Look for your own opportunities and let it work. Now the reason why people, or the reasons why people never kickstart things is because they have a dependency syndrome. Someone should do it for me. Someone should start it for me. Someone should help me do it. You will never get it done. Some of you are in your restart season. Let me tell you this. You know, some people are so arrogant to admit that all these years what they were doing had not worked and they have to accept it and restart. Why keep going forward if the journey is leading you nowhere? Come back and restart. To retreat from a battle is not always defeat. It can be strategic. Sometimes we are too arrogant to admit that this was, I have been dealing with this thing for over a long period of time and it's not working. I have to restart. Restart, re-engineer. We, we coming here was a restart for me. At every point in your life, there will be something that you need to restart. There will, be, there, will be, there will be something that you have tried and did not work. You don't have to keep on trying. Sometimes what you call faith is foolishness. I believe it will work. But what you believe is going to work is wrecking your life. And you are still sitting by it. A prophet told me this is what I would do. A prophet told me this is what I would do. What did the Lord tell you? What did you hear from the Lord? It is never, it is never a lazy attitude. It is never a defeatist attitude to try to start again. But most companies will restart. Backless is now absurd. Had to do a whole rebranding to launch it and to move on and to backless was not ashamed to say we are leaving africa take we are going you have to be strategic in life you don't have to be sentimental you don't have to be have an emotional attachment to things that are not working one of the things i don't fear at all is i don't fear change 
we started as Strategic HR Services Limited. I changed to um, AfriLead. I changed to Pan-African Institute. I changed to Graduate School of Governance and Leadership. I changed to Armand Institute. I changed to Accra Business School. I can't assure anybody that Accra Business School will not change. One time, one time a lecturer walked to me and said, Bishop, you're doing very well, but don't change the name again. I said, if changing, if changing is a winning formula, why shouldn't I change? You are just confessing I'm doing well. And the reason why I'm doing well is that I kept changing. <laughs> if we sell a product and it's not selling, don't keep on calling the product the same name. Do you know that just selling a bottle of water and calling it, and calling it, um, calling it, giving it a name, some people would think, oh, this name sounds like this water is marine spirit. And they will not. And sometimes it is the name, just changing it and repackaging it. We just give name. This name, I received it in a dream. A prophet told me I should name it this way. I'm not going to change it. Let's restart. I know your marriage has not worked the way it's working. But when you go back home today, sit down with your husband, sit down with your wife. Say, can we restart? Can we restart? Can we erase the past and restart? That business that you wanted to start, that you started, you put in things and it did not work. Can you look at it again? Because restarting gives you the opportunity to put in your experience, what you have learned, and you put it in, and you even get better. I was talking to my, my son, Pastor Kevin, and his friends yesterday, and I was telling them that don't put pressure on yourself. Just keep on moving in life and do whatever. And I said, the reason why I think that most men become more successful the latter part of their lives is because around the age of 40 you should have matured, you should have known more and so you do not repeat mistakes as I told them, a, a 40 year old man living on 5,000 Ghana cities a month with 5 children can do better than a 30 year old man living on 20,000 Ghana cities a month with no children with no family because you make all the mistakes in your life and then you now restart your life based on what you have learned through your mistakes. Unless you were blaming people for the mistakes you went through and didn't hold yourself responsible. I never preach a sermon without telling you to get out, get that bitterness off you. Don't blame people. Don't hold people grudges. Don't bear people grudges. Because the people you are bearing grudges are controlling your life. You see them, you are angry. You, you, you were happy chatting with friends until they came around and you got angry. They have the remote control of your life. They determine when you are happy and when you are angry. Then some of you are in your jumpstart season. Now listen, at some point in your life, you need somebody's energy to keep you going. It is not stupidity to learn from someone who knows better than you. 
I'm surrounded with young people, energy. Now I'm 53. The way I, I now people still think I work hard. People who didn't know me before come around and say, Daddy, you work too hard. Daddy, you work too hard. Daddy, you work too hard. No, 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 I retired. I retired. The thing you see that you think I'm working hard is my retirement. It's my retirement. But I'm surrounded with young people who jumpstart my batteries. Young people around me that I can depend on. Some of them can stay with me up to 2 a.m. And whilst they are working, I'm relaxing. My two legs are on the table, but I'm not going to leave them. And they are doing it. They are doing it better. They're doing it like when I was their age, what I was doing. So they jumpstart me. They put me on. Look at you. You are struggling with a business idea. Talk to someone. These small boys, what can they teach me? These small boys, what can they teach me? These small boys, what can they teach me? You are a small boy to think that a small boy cannot teach you. Uh, it's a small boy's thinking. Competition is for children. Are you here? At some age, you lose your creativity. You lose your passion. You lose your desire. But you see, when you have reached that age where you have lost your passion and you have lost your desire and yet you have not achieved anything significant in life, don't kill yourself with boredom. Don't kill yourself with depression and isolation. Don't kill yourself with loneliness. Get out there and look for people who can jumpstart you. People whose achievements can, can motivate you to do something with your life. You need them. So the beginning of this sermon now lays the foundation for the others. So the others, I'm going to rush through them. So know that you are in a season. Now discover that season. The T in, in, in start is talent. The T in start is talent. Can I get a bottle of anointing oil? Quick, quick, please. Or a bottle of wine, anything here. We're going to take communion before we go. And can I get a bottle of water? I want to show you something now. Yeah, pick that bottle and bring it. Yeah, 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 bring it. And then a bottle of water. Pastor, we just leave that, that, bring that one. The water is coming from here. Give me water here. Pick one. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. See this bottle? It contains wine. The one, the one who made this product put wine into this bottle. If I'm looking for water, I can't pour water out of this bottle. Because what is inside this bottle is not water, it is wine. What is inside this bottle is water. Bring it to me. If I'm looking for wine, I can't pour it in from outside this, inside this bottle. I cannot. You know why? Because you cannot give out what you don't contain. You are a container of something called talent. And your talent is special and different from the others. You can't pour out of you what God did not put inside you. I'm a teacher. I have schools. Why? Because that's what God put inside me. When I was growing up, all my friends were footballers. Adabraka, Adabraka, Tudu, areas. I mean, Nungwa, Teshi, Labadi. 
when we were growing up, that's where the national team got their, their, their players from. So, my school that I attended, Liberty um, Avenue 1 Methodist Boys School. So, we were called Lamp 1. Um, the foot, well, we had footballers playing various coast teams and going on to play for Accra House of Folk or Great Olympics or Stamfast or something and eventually ended up playing in the national team and they becoming heroes. So everybody in Africa wanted to play football. So me too, I wanted to be a footballer. But you cannot, you ca I could not give out what was not in me. I told you how in playing football, I got the team to play. Even when the referee blows a whistle, I don't hear it. I'll still be playing it. I used to tackle my own players. My mindset was that I must get the ball. I'll be running after the ball. There was no position for me. You can't put me in the position. It's the ball I'm looking for. I didn't care who had the ball. I'll go for it. Because I don't have the talent to play football. My talent has brought me this far when I discovered that I think, I write, I speak. When you put these three things together, it is teaching. People who like talking, who like thinking, and who like writing, they end up becoming teachers or trainers or public speakers or motivation speakers, motivational speakers, or become gossips. If you have nothing to talk about, you talk about people. People always give you things to talk about. The time I realized I'd use this talent to change my life. Deuteronomy 8.18 But remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So everybody is a career of an ability to produce wealth. You cannot start something you were not designed to start. You cannot start something you were not designed to start. Whatever you become is already programmed in the inside of you. You are a purpose-built individual. You were built, designed by God for a certain assignment here on earth. And he gave you the tools called talent to be able to achieve it. A mango seed will only produce mango trees. So why you have to start is just rely is in the inside of you. It's lying in the inside of you. And you need to discover it and start it. Start from somewhere. You have a cookery talent, you know how to cook, you cook so well, and you are aiming for a restaurant. Please start selling watching on a table. And the restaurant will come out of it. Kickstart it. Kickstart it. What is all these things you are waiting for big money to open a restaurant? From where? Find some table in some corner and start something from there. Kickstart something. Oh, yeah, I'm an architect. I want to start an estate. 
I'm going to start estate. I'm going to build estate. I'm believing God for some money and I will start building estate. Please start as an estate, estate agent. Sell people's house for them. Start saving money from it. You will start building. Don't be so arrogant that I'm a whole architect. I should be an estate agent. Stay in your room and let your talent rot. Neymar, when the World Cup went to like um, um, Brazil, I think Neymar, one of the guys, was among the people who were called to paint the streets. Who is that? Was it Jesus, eh? Jesus, what? Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah. Now that boy is a millionaire. But when the World Cup went to Liberia, went to, oh, why, why am I saying Liberia? When the World Cup went to Brazil, he, he was among the boys who were cleaning, who were cleaning the town, painting around. When John Terry was a ball boy, he had in mind one day he would be the captain of England. But he started catching balls. Me, I believe I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to work. Sometimes the best entrepreneurs were once entrepreneurs. They work for people and learned and learned and learned. This country encourages young people to become entrepreneurs. But we don't have an environment that encourages that. We don't. We don't. We have politicized everything. The most brilliant guys are not getting the support to start their businesses. So please, you're not the national environment does not encourage entrepreneurship. Be an intrapreneur and build yourself gradually. You will get to where you can start on your own. Don't rot in that room. Don't rot somewhere. Don't sit down somewhere and rot. You are a bundle of talent. You are so blessed, so honored. God, you, 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 you are not. <laughs> you were not created by default. You were created by design. Discover who you are. The greatest discovery is the discovery of who you are. But I have noticed something. The more I know God, the more I know me. The A in start is action. The A in start is action. Action, action, act now, act now. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 from the NIV. You are waiting for an ideal time? You are waiting for an ideal <laughs> situation to start something? It will never come. It will never come. Get things done. Sometimes when you start, you don't even know where you are going. But as you are going, you are cutting a path for yourself. You are cutting a path for yourself. Don't wait for the path to be cut before you walk on. Cut your own path. What is the essence? What is the essence of taking the path and arriving at the same destination where others arrived at? You will not be different. I don't have the patience to wait to act later. I take action now. I act now. 
my first accreditation exercise. When accreditation board arrived at the building I was going to use to start the university. I had no reason to start the university at the time. Accreditation board came. Say, you don't have this. I said, it will be ready in two weeks. You don't have this. I said, it will be ready in two weeks. You don't have... I kept telling them two weeks, two weeks. I didn't even know I was repeating the two weeks. Until one of them said, everything two weeks, everything two weeks. You're going to do all this in two weeks. I said, I'll do it. I know what happened. The chairman then, I heard when he sat in the car, he said to them, this boy is a very serious boy. Grant him the accreditation. They said, say, oh, prof, but he doesn't have that. He said, no, that boy I saw there. I was a boy. I was around 30-something. That boy I saw there would do what he says he's going to do. Give it to him. Grant him the accreditation. He would do it. And I did it. Recently, we did institutional reaccreditation. And the group that came first came again and saw this and said, Bishop, you have really impressed us. All the things you say you're going to do, you have even overdone them. You have overdone them. I think, don't build it. I was showing them other properties we have that we are going to develop and how we are going to develop them. They said, no, it's okay. This thing you have here, it's a whole big university. Introduce more programs. It's okay. If I had waited for what I have now to be able to start, I would not have started. Take that action with that thousand Ghana cities. Don't wait. Don't wait for 10,000 to start. That thousand Ghana cities will give birth to 10,000. Start with that hundred cities. It will give birth to thousand cities. Start. Start now. Not tomorrow. Start now, not tomorrow. Stop the procrastination. And move on. Are robust. You have to be very robust. You have to be very strong to be able to succeed. To start. Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you from the NIV? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will help, will be with you wherever you go. You have to go somewhere for God to be with you. God is not interested in stationary people. He wants people that are on the move. That are on the move. He called Joshua and said, be strong and be courageous. I know you are stepping into the shoes of Moses. It's a big shoe. You didn't see the burning bush. You didn't hear my voice. You didn't divide the Red Sea. You don't have the rod. He didn't conquer Pharaoh. And yet I'm asking you to do the things that Moses did. He said, do you know the qualification? Do you know what you can do, what Moses could not do? Be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Be strong. You have to be mentally tough. You have to be emotionally tough. You have to be tough. You have to be tough to be able to start things. And you have to be courageous. Now, courage is not the absence of fear. Is the capacity to confront your fear. Is the ability to confront your fears. We always fear. I've preached thousands of times. I mean, I've preached over 7,000 sermons and presentations and other things. 
But this morning, a few minutes before I came, I was anxious. Will I meet the standards I've raised? Will I break through? Will I have breakthrough? Can I communicate effectively? So, so if I've preached 7,000 times, I've confronted fear 7,000 times. Forget about those. I don't fear anything. Me, I don't fear anything. They are toothless bulldogs. The dogs that make the most noise in my house are the dogs that run away when there's a threat. But those who don't see anything, they go, mm, mm. You know, most dogs make noise because they are afraid. They don't make noise because they are wild. They don't make noise because they are wild. They make noise because they are afraid. I have some two more teas. I go to office with them every morning. So they wait for me. So immediately I come out, I get to the corridor. They join me. What is supposed to be wild? When people enter my hall and they are there, it tries to attack them. So I thought this is the wildest one. And one is calm. But guess what? Anytime I'm taking them to my office and they get out of the house and they are with me and they get to the office compound and they see the people they backed at when they came home. The one that is supposed to be the widest one who backs the loudest begins to run back home. The one who doesn't back begins to go, continues to go with me. And so, so all your backing is based on fear. <laughs> don't marry a man who says to me, I don't fear anything. Me, I can confront. If you like, watch me. Me, I will say my mind. I will say those things. Those men are just arrogant. They are doing that to cover their fears. You haven't, you haven't mentioned anything about fear, but they are telling you they are bold. That is to cover their nakedness. I used to have a Christian sister. We used to pray together with a group of this thing. This sister we all respected. She's the one who used to tell us, she was the one who used to tell us that, ah, for me, when you come between me and God, I will treat you as an enemy. All the brothers were afraid of her. Hey, the holy sister, the holy sister. Only for us to discover that he was sleeping with most men in the church. The sister that professed to be holy was actually covering her sin with that attitude of holiness. I don't fear anything. I don't fear anything. Nonsense. Well, God have told Joshua to be strong and courageous. The man who served Moses was even afraid. God said, be strong and be courageous. The T, the second T in start is trust. Trust. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, NIV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. You know, faith is cheap. When it's not tested. The rare time that we know that you are trusting the Lord is to get up from nowhere and believe that this thing I'm going to do, I know the Lord was with me, so I will succeed. When you have that faith in God, when you have that faith in God, when you have that faith in God, the Bible says in Matthew, Matthew um, 17 verse 20, 
Truly, I tell you, if you have faith, as small as the master seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And hear this, nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible. That thing, that thing you have on your mind to do, you can do it if you have faith in God. If you believe God, if you trust God, if you don't lean on your own understanding, but you tell him, Father, I have come to my wit end. I don't understand where I am. I don't know what I'm doing, but Lord, help me. Help me through this. Help me through this. Help me through this. Help me through this. Take me through this. Walk me through this. Hold my hands. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. But hear this. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing God's word. Hearing God's word. You should have heard that this thing you are doing is from the Lord. You should have known that you are in the perfect will of God. Then faith will just come in. Faith is not something you can buy in the market. It's not something that occurs to you. It is not emotions. Faith is not emotions. It is something that comes as you hear God's word. It is something that comes when you, are, you know that you are in the perfect will of God. When you know that you are in the perfect will of God. When you know that this is what God wants you to do. When you believe that you have heard from God. When you believe that this is a revelation from God. You do it with a certain level of courage that no one people will sit down and look at you and applaud you there are things i have done that no one gave me a chance but i knew god has spoken i knew god has spoken if your own sisters and brothers and mother and your family looks at you as a sign and a wonder then you are something. Brother, sister, you are leaving this room today. You are stepping out there to start. Just start and leave the finishing to Jesus. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha and the Omega. Just believe Him. Just trust Him. Just start. Talk to the right people. Connect to the right people. Discover yourself. And do it and do it well. Starting doesn't mean to start something on your own. It can be a start of a new attitude. It can be a start of a new character. It can be the start of a new business. It can be the start of a new idea. Whatever it is, start something today. Go out there. And this month, get things started. From tomorrow... We are beginning the six hour a day prayer at the prayer chamber, Sheffield Chapel. You'll, you'll find the pastors there from 6 a.m. to 12 noon. It's called the New Beginnings Prayer Chain. The New Beginnings Prayer Chain. If you've come to that place that you don't know how to start, when to start, where to start, pass through there. Anytime you are free, come there and pray. We are doing this the whole of the month of August. And then from the 25th, to the 27th of August, we do three days fasting and prayer called the New Beginnings Fasting and Prayer under the theme, Behold, I do a new thing. 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 
Thank you so much and God bless you for joining me in this service.